1: Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I
2: really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility
0: to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech.
1: Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.
0: Two Blokes Talking Tech. I'm Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com and joining me each and every week, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate.
2: Hello, Trevor, and happy anniversary.
0: Happy anniversary, honey. It's, it's just a year. It's, Who it's would have a thought? Year. I and thought
2: you would have forgotten, but hey, I'm glad you remembered. Well, how
0: could I forget? You remind me every bloody week. <laughs> you are like my wife and her birthday. Fair oh. dinkum. Oh, my oh. birthday in three months? Fair dinkum. Just calm down, all right? And also, the dead giveaway is episode 52. I mean, hello, oh, exactly. 52 weeks. So, anyway. No, it's been, uh, you know what? It's been bloody great. I've really enjoyed this podcast. Um, and we've likewise, had some Trevor, we, likewise. we've had some awesome feedback, so we Mainly, appreciate so the that. The people
2: are enjoying it. Our listeners are enjoying it as well. Why
0: well, is that important, is it?
2: Well, it's not just about you and me. We're, we're <laughs> kind of providing a service here, I like Well, to we are,
0: and people are loving it, and we appreciate everyone's support and, uh, and feedback, and, of course, you can get it at iTunes, and uh, feel free to send us a birthday cheerio in the ratings or rankings <laughs> on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. We've got lots to talk about tonight, so let's get cracking. Two blocks Talking Tech. The PlayStation Vita, PS Vita. Um, arrives in Australia, America, and the UK uh, on Thursday this week. So by the time you're listening to this, people, it will be available. Um, you know, you're talking 350 to to 420 odd dollars here um, for a gaming console that you hold in your hand. Um, with the, the whole thing's self encompassing, it's the the update of the PlayStation Portable. I had to play with it earlier in the week. You know, it's it's nice. It's um it's it's speedy. It's it's been well designed. Um, you know, those kind of things are kind of no brainers. There's some really interesting things we might talk about in terms of augmented reality games and stuff like that but mate here's my question is this thing is this thing gonna sell because most people are, are gaming on their smartphones or tablets now?
2: Well I think that this is a it's a very exciting device now uh, I'm a gamer I play a lot of games mm-hmm. on my PlayStation 3 and this is more like the PlayStation 3 than the PSP let's just make that clear it's it's mm-hmm. got a lot of features uh it's got great controls nice big 5 inch oled screen yeah you know, the physical controls and the whole experience adds up to a lot more an immersive uh experience for gamers now we know and, and i spoke to um patrick lagana from from playstation and i actually put it to him i said what well, mate what hope do you have against other mobile gaming like the iphone the ipad and all these other things touchscreen games and his answer was that the the experience is is completely different because there's the physical controls there's the touchscreen uh the experience is totally different i think the smartphone uh experience is more a casual gaming experience uh like an incidental yeah true whereas this is more a dedicated gaming experience so this is the core gamers dedicated gamers are going to be lining up to buy this now whether whether other people who are enjoying their games on their smartphones are going to line up to buy it is yet to be seen but i rate it I, I, my review is going to be up on tech guide uh, tomorrow so that's the day it comes out on thursday so uh no, i quite like it but whether everyone else the more casual side of the of the fence is going to like it is yet to be seen
0: I think one of the challenges will be the actual price of the games. You know, when, you, when you've got a device like this, you're paying, you know, up to $400, um, and you, you're having to then fork out $20 to $30 for games when I think people now are really judgmental on prices of games when they're able to get games for $1, 2 and $5. You know, it's very yeah, rare to find a game worth more than yes. 5 bucks. So yes. even even getting the device is one thing. The games, it's not as instinctive So. Like people buy games, and we'll talk later about the number of apps being sold. But people buy games like there's just no tomorrow. People, it's funny because you're probably spending in, in a year as much as you would if you were to buy, you know, f- five or ten games on the PlayStation. You're probably spending that on your on your on your smartphone just by buying so many. But yeah, that's that. I think will be one of the challenges for them. But I guess, mate, we have to wait and see. Um, kudos to Absolutely. them for putting it on the line. You know, they're putting they're putting themselves on the line here because are they ever if yeah, this well, thing tanks.
2: Please. Yeah, it's 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 not going to be good, but if it does that. But I think you you mentioned the games. It's spot on. I think from launch they got some very exciting titles, including Uncharted, which is a very popular PlayStation game. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the difference with this device is uh, compared to the PSP. Now the PSP was good for certain types of games. Driving games, puzzle games. It really didn't have the thing that that stands out on the, on the Vita that, that that was missing on the PSP. Are the dual analog sticks, which are sort of the little joysticks on either side of the screen. Yes. Now that makes this more like the PlayStation controller, and thus you can you're allow, able to play certain games, like first person shooter games, which are huge, huge. On, the, on the on the consoles. I'm a huge Call of Duty fan. You have Activision, to expect you Activision have to expect have Call of Duty to produce. In call of duty yes, yes. for this console that's exciting just in itself you so would buy this for that, that.
0: You would buy this for that, wouldn't you?
2: Absolutely, I would. And and there are a lot of people that are in the same boat that are really close to these huge, these large franchise games that are going to get a version that they can take wherever they want. Uh, That is going to be really appealing to the the potential customers of this device. So those those little analog sticks is probably the standout feature for me because Uh it's going to enable the types of games that we weren't able to play on the go.
0: Just quickly, one last thing um, in terms of the kind of technology, because this is an advanced device and something we saw in the in the in the 3ds from Nintendo, they're, they're mucking around with augmented reality. I loved. Yeah. There's a fighting game in here. It's actually, it actually was very hard for me to find the games that use certain the features. fighters, excellent. Yes, but you can actually play it either on a you know set background, or you can play it. In augmented reality, so as if the fight is happening on the floor in front of you, or the table in front of you. Very... You spread out there's six
2: cards, you spread them out on the table, and you can expand the world in which the, the game is taking place, or you can have one card. It's very exciting, very interesting technology. It
0: is, and I think that's the fun thing that's going to get people really pushing this thing over the line. Anyway, the um, PlayStation Vita, available Thursday this week, around the world, uh, and uh, here in Australia, which is a good thing, and you can read all about it at techguide.com.au. <laughs>
1: You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long
0: and Stephen Fennec. Now, Panasonic
2: had a a launch last week for their new Lumix cameras and camcorder range. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, there was a couple of interesting things about it. Not only the products themselves, but also the location of this launch uh, was over in Norfolk Island.
0: How long did it take to get there? It was uh, two and a half hours. Okay. On a a, a little tiny little or is it reasonable? No, that was a
2: 737.
0: But yeah, for yeah. those who who weren't really good in
2: geography and don't know where Norfolk Island is, it's, uh, it's at the same latitude as Byron Bay. <gasps>
1: uh,
2: so out two and a half hours, it's just above New Zealand, just below uh, New Caledonia or Vanuatu. And uh, it's subtropical climate. Beautiful islands. Only very small. 1,800 people live there. Eight kilometres wide, four, four kilometres deep uh, long. So it's not not a huge island island at all but beautiful scenery and a great location to test out the lumix new range of cameras that which would were
0: be that would be why the, the scenery the 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 spectacular kind of uh, un unchanged um scenery is what what makes it great to shoot on just before you tell us about the cameras just i want to understand technology wise what's <laughs> it like in norfolk island
2: well it was like stepping back to the 1960s actually trevor the uh the uh, for a start, the internet is almost non-existent. We had a very, very scratchy connection in the hotel. A bunch Mobile of tech reception. journalists.
0: Jesus. Could yeah, you well, imagine? for a bunch
2: of tech journalists, that was it. Was like depriving us of food. Oh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we managed. I, I managed to post some stories on Tech God while I was there. Uh, but the yeah the mobile I think my my phone I'm a Telstra customer so my phone roamed to Norfolk Telecom which was okay apparently call calls out were nineteen dollars a minute so I was doing a lot of texting rather than calling mm. but uh, on the on the devices themselves there's the uh, they've upgraded the TZ series the Travel Zoom series SZ which is stylish Zoom series the uh, FT series which is the tough range the FH series as well as all the camcorders now this I won't go through all of them take us all night to do that. But the standout features for me were obviously improved uh, zoom lens technology, Mm -hmm. but they've added GPS to some of these devices now. The top line, TZ, FT, and SZ devices have GPS included, so it embeds the location of your images, uh, your latitude, longitude, whenever you take a picture. But it can also display the map, so you can actually see on a map where you took that photo. If you're travelling, you can look at all the other nearby landmarks and help use that map then to help you navigate to those other landmarks as well
0: you know gps stuff is a really really cool thing that's pretty much going to become standard in uh in in cameras isn't it but uh Absolutely. so the, if you had to pick one of those devices not obviously the most expensive one because it's the best but just on, on broadly on on basic functions and features and you know affordability what, what would be your pick
2: well, I, I quite like the uh, the FT twenty, sorry, the FT four, which was the the top of the range underwater camera. It can go down to a depth of twelve meters. It's also got GPS built in. It's also got another favourite feature of mine, which was the panorama function, where you can sweep the camera left to right, or right to left, or horizontally, vertically, however you want to do it, and it will then stitch together all those images instantly in the camera. I t- there's a couple of there's a picture I took on my story on Tech Guide, a, a nice panorama. A shot uh, at there, and it, it, it looks like a postcard. Yeah. Uh, the, the quality of the cameras were very impressive. The camcorders have also stepped up a range too. That the top of the line model, the X nine hundred M, actually uses a technology called three MOS System Pro. So it's got three sensors inside the camera too for red, green, and blue. So Amazing. you get really richer, warm colors, full high definition. Uh, that's seventeen hundred ninety nine dollars. That's a top of the range, sort of broadcast quality camcorder. But the, uh, the the range of the Lumix, what I like about the range is that there's something for everyone, for you, the traveller, the stylish person who wants a small camera, your beginner, you know, your adventurer with the underwater and shockproof cameras. So hats off to Panasonic. The Lumix launch was a success uh, in uh, at Norfolk Island. It was it a was gr- great location to test out the quality of these cameras.
0: Good stuff. You can read more about it at techguide.com.au. Just a quick one. I wouldn't have to harp on it, but I, I saw a tweet earlier in the week from a journal called Bill Weir, who works for a Nightline in uh, in America at the ABC in America. Yep. And he, he is linked to a promo for a, a story coming up this week on, on Nightline. And the 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 story: Fair dinkum, they've been granted access to Foxconn in China, Apple's factory. This is extraordinary. I just forever. thought, my Lord, this just doesn't happen. People don't get to go in there, let alone film and interview people there. So, you know, for people that don't know, Foxconn is the, is the company. Apple doesn't own them. Fo- they're just a company that Foxconn produce most of it's the Apple factory, products. Yeah. It's a factory. Yeah. Now, Chinese working conditions are very different to the rest of the world, not just at Foxconn, but everywhere. There's dorms on site. But unfortunately, Foxconn's had a pretty bad rap, and probably for good reason in many cases. There's been cases of suicide and all these different things go on there, but essentially they're getting a really bad rap at the moment for working conditions and pay and all these things and Apple are, are really trying to push the fact that they're, they're doing whatever they can to make sure that all the right laws are being abided by and so I think that's why they've, they've granted this access but mate, i got to tell you, as much as I, you know, my heart goes out to all, all the people working there and making sure they are getting the right environment mm-hmm. I'm I'm just desperate to see inside the bloody place.
2: Absolutely, for a company as secretive as Apple, I think this is extraordinary uh, for, for them to actually allow this to go ahead but Hats off to Apple because as you mentioned, there's been some controversy about the working conditions at at Foxconn, uh, and Apple rather than, rather than sort of, fob it off, have actually been quite open about it. I understand they've increased some wages for some of their workers most recently Mm. and for them to open the doors and just show the conditions for the workers inside their factories is a huge move by them that uh, everyone will be desperate to see because like you said, this is the the, the inner sanctum of Apple's operations inside the factory. So this is going to be watched by plenty of people I suspect, Trev.
0: Look, we don't know, I can't tell exactly when it aired or when it is going to air, but I would just suggest that keep your eyes on the tweets and the Facebooks and the, and the blogs of the world this will this will definitely be out there it'll be broadcast online most likely if not I think also rebroadcast in places like Australia where you know current affairs style shows the Sunday night kind of shows will probably pick the story up but interesting stuff interesting times ABC America Nightline is the, is the program that has gone inside Foxconn. I look forward to seeing that story as it unfolds.
1: Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick.
0: And it's thanks to the good people at Trend Micro and Netgear. Trend Micro, great. Antivirus and Netgear providing fantastic uh, home and small business networking products and solutions. So if you're looking for anything to do with networking in your home or storage solutions across your network at home or in your small business, netgear.com.au and just to, uh, I, one thing I want to tell you this week, if you're a Netgear user you've got a net gear router or modem just check out your administration page. The page you go to to log on to your routers. Normally, you know, 192.168.1.1 or something. Look on the bottom of the router. It could well be that a firmware upgrade is, is available and the Netgear Genie is now in place. It's a fantastic new interface that Netgear have got across a, a range of their products that really does make that router configuration and monitoring so much easier to the point where there's a click button to see which devices are connected. Um, you can give those devices names so they can really monitor the usage of your device very cool stuff Um, and uh, the range of products from Netgear everything from modems to routers to network storage and a whole stack more available at netgear.com.au So we got a, we got an email during the week uh, from Apple, and I got to say it's 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 good to get a surprise email once again. We it's 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 too often these days that unfortunately things are, are pre pre prompted um, by the rumours and, and rumour mills and speculation. But Apple are releasing an update to the OSX operating system uh, called Mountain Lion, mate. And I, this is I mean it's just some basic upgrades, but there are some really interesting features there.
2: Absolutely, yeah. They claim that there's going to be more than 100 new features. They've already ceded this to the developers, so the developers are already working on it and using it for their applications and everything. So we can expect this to be seen, I think, in the market. They said late winter uh, Australian in our time, so that'd be yep. probably August. But uh, what I find most interesting is the new features, including some things that we've already seen on their other successful products, like the iPhone and the iPad, uh, like iMessage, mm. Notes reminders game center there's also going to be notifications easier twitter integration more airplay Uh, i think that there that you can see a pattern here where all these devices are becoming more like like each other obviously they'll still have the underlying operating system to do everything we need to do but things like apps can already be used on Macs now and these other features you can kind of see their roadmap and where they're all heading now
0: now, look, it's, uh, I think the, the biggest one is going to be this iMessage integration. Uh, two things, actually, that and Twitter. I think it's really interesting the, the amount of uh, Twitter integration that's happening across Apple devices. Given the, the size of Facebook... Compared to Twitter, it is very interesting. Something commercial has gone on there. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> but um, but it's interesting to see how well that's being integrated. And then, of course, um, you know, the iMessage is really interesting because it basically allows you if you're an, if you're well within the ecosystem, which means you know you've got the phone, the the iPad, the 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 Mac. You basically can continue a conversation uh, across multiple devices. It doesn't matter where you are. I think that's really cool. A very smart move too. And uh, what I found interesting
2: too was that they also made note that there's also going to be some security included. They've uh, the, the, the Mac platform many has been kind of protected from the the whole virus and, and yep. security issues but now that more people are adopting the Mac platform it's creating it creating a bigger target for cyber criminals and hackers so interesting that this this the is the ninth version of OS 10 will include a program called gatekeeper so th- it's a new security application uh, to help uh, prevent malware and other other security issues there so that's interesting too but I think this is you cou- couldn't really call this a major upgrade I'd, no. I'd call this a minor upgrade but because it's a, an extension of Lion. So they've called it, it's like they did with Leopard, then they went to Snow
0: Leopard. They've gone from Lion to mountain, mountain Lion. What do, you they, what do you reckon they would call the next big upgrade?
2: Well, I'm hoping, I'm waiting for the Cougar, OS ten <laughs> Cougar to come out. Do you think that'll see the light of day? Are they running out of feline names? I don't know. <laughs>
0: uh, Stephen Fenwick from techguide.com.au, people. This is the importance of technology, as, as reported here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. So if you're a Mac user, you can actually download now the Messages application as, a, as a beta version um, it works really well. I'm, I'm mucking around with it myself, um, but the whole uh, oper- operating system upgrade will probably be available in the in the Mac App Store at you know thirty bucks, probably like it was last time, and it'll be available later this year. You're listening to two blokes talking tech.
2: Now, we all know laptops uh, have gone really uh, have changed quite a bit in recent times. We've gone from these sort of work, work like units now, they've become a lot sleeker, ultra books now, very stylish. And HP's just unveiled their latest. It's called the Envy Spectre. Now, what's different about this product is that it actually uses scratch resistant glass like never before. It's on the lid, it's on, the, of course, on the display, it's on the palm rest. It looks a lot like the, uh, the MacBook Pro. I think it's quite silver. It's got silver, shiny surfaces. But uh, it's an Ultrabook. It weighs less than 1.8 kilograms. Uh, it's got a battery that they claim can can run for up to nine and a half hours, which is like a full day's work. Mm. But uh, it, it, HP have uh, produced a, a really good-looking laptop here that may, may get a lot of people's attention.
0: The the Ultrabook, uh, right, this is this is going to be the first of many Ultrabooks we talk about here on Two Bucks Talking Tech throughout 2012. Uh, Ultrabook's one of the, you know, the, the word of the year from Intel and certainly from a lot oh, of yeah. the PC manufacturers. So, um, you know, bottom line, you know, if it has the Stephen Fennick seal of approval in terms of looks, it's... uh (laughs) It's a good thing because you know, there are some bloody ugly laptops out there, aren't there?
2: There are. There are absolutely. I think that uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be such a competitive space this year that companies really need to go above and beyond yeah. in terms of design. So these things have to look really hot, look really sleek to get your attention, especially Windows laptops, Windows ultrabooks. There's going to be you know t- hundreds of them in the market. So mm. anyone who can stand out uh, is doing a good job. But just let me add the the Spectre's got a couple of cool features, which I think we are going to see in other laptops as well. One of them is NFC, which is near-field communication, which we've seen on some smartphones already. So HP leading the way with uh, NFC on the laptop. What I also like about the Spectre 2 is that it includes full versions of Adobe Photoshop Elements really? uh, 10 and a, and Premiere Elements 10. So uh, it's it's also got a two year license on pre-installed Norton Internet Security. So right out of the box, it's got some decent value there. It's eighteen ninety nine to buy, uh, but uh, yeah, not bad value with the, when you consider those programs
0: included but bloody expensive at eighteen ninety nine.
2: I think when it hits retail, I reckon they'll they'll smash $200 off that price and then bring it more into line, I think.
0: You are listening to two blokes talking tech you can uh, read and see the so read more about and see the HV Envy Specter at techguide.com.au. <laughs> Now, speaking of uh, slick-looking devices, the Motorola Zoom was uh, a very nice tablet, but um, the Zoom 2 uh, is literally available now from Telstra. Um, It's a a really nice, cracking-looking device. I think what they've done, one thing they've done is just kind of Cut off the edges of this thing so the corners don't look <laughs> the same as every other bloody tablet. Yeah, but but mm. you know, I'm not even gonna I'll let you talk about the bloody device. I'm just gonna well, talk about the price. Seven hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, it's
2: amazing, isn't yeah, it? it. And, and or you can buy it on a two month twenty four month contract. They're not listening to us, Trevor. What can I say? But I, was, I wasn't a huge fan of the Zoom. I thought it was okay, but the Zoom 2 is a huge improvement on the original. From the from a design point of view, you're spot on. They've sort of cut off the corners to make it look a little bit different. Uh, they've tapered the edges, so there's kind of like the soft feel around the edges, so it's easy to hold in your hand. The, the, it's got a great 10.1-inch screen, running Android 3.2, which will be upgradable to Android, Android 4.0 mm-hmm. Ice Cream Sandwich. Uh, but, you know, I think it's... Uh, uh, obviously, Android and, and, and the things, it, it's got a couple of features to make it stand out from the others. Like it's got MotoCast uh, and it's got, uh, it's got a gigabyte of RAM and 32 gigs of storage internally. Uh, and it's also got a memory card slot. But uh, a step up from the original. But yeah, I, I agree with you. And you're going to speak more about this right now. The price, uh, I think, is a little t- a touch high.
0: I'm, I'm not even going to talk about it listen to listen to the last 52 podcasts and you'll understand that720 dollars is too much for a tablet um, if you want to compete with the iPad but look it is it is one of those really viable alternatives as a device um, you know when you talk about the performance of it you, you really it's hard to question these these really recent tablets from Android based tablets are becoming really slick to use and um, and what's really funny is when you go back to a device that maybe doesn't pack the same kind of dual-core, you know, 1.2 gigahertz processor or something like that, you really start to notice the improvements, um so yeah look uh, 720 bucks I think the key here is it's available on a plan you know so this is yeah. for people that haven't got to 720 bucks um, so can't stump up for that cash and really just want to get a tablet and want to want to yeah. buy it on a plan so can I can I just add mm.
2: though the uh, I heard that uh, the galaxy tab 10.1 which was priced I think at 579 when it mm. came out after the court case back in December yep. I'm hearing that that price has been cut to 420 so Hello? That's, a, that's a decent price cut we all know there's all the rumors about iPad 3 coming out in the next four or five weeks. So I think you're going to see a lot of price adjust- adjustments uh, in- before that. So I think a lot of companies want to try getting ahead of the iPad 3 because the iPad 3 I guarantee is not going to be uh, priced higher than the iPad 2 unless it's got huge specs, HD specs that maybe have a slight premium but not, not as high as what these tablets are priced at.
0: We shall wait and see. The Motorola Zoom 2 available from Telstra and you can read more about it at techguide.com.au Two
1: blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Steven Fenwick.
2: Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by Netgear and also Trend Micro. Now, Trend Micro are known for their security products, their maximum security, mobile security, personal edition for Android, online guardian. But they've also got another product called the SafeSync. Now, your data is just as important to protect as anything as the computer itself. And with SafeSync, you can protect and access and share all your digital life online. SafeSync provides 50 gig of included storage and gives you 24-7 access to your data from any web-enabled device. SafeSync keeps your files automatically backed up, and they're secure, and they're always synchronized. You can simply select folders that you want to protect, and SafeSync will always keep the up-to-date copies on all of your devices. So when you're away from your computer, though, SafeSync Safe mobile apps are there for the iPhone, the iPad, and Android devices as well, so you can get access to your files on the go and on demand. SafeSync from Trend Micro is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, Officeworks, Dick Smith Electronics, The Good Guys, Bing Lee, Leading Edge Computers, and all other authorised resellers. Trend Micro, when you're online in any place, you've got any device, they've got you protected. If you want more information, visit trendmicro.com.au.
1: Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick.
0: I guess it would be hard to imagine how much traffic goes through Apple servers in terms of app downloads and all that kind of stuff. But just to put it in pers- some perspective, they're moving this thing up to 25 billion app downloads. That's amazing. That's, That's ridiculous. <laughs> really. Not for Apple. They're loving it. It's not, oh, really yeah. not for Apple. <laughs> yeah, Especially because you know, they're not making a dollar off everyone. They're making a few cents, but it all adds up.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's interesting to note though they're running a uh, a little promotion. So, whoever downloads the twenty five billionth app is going to be rewarded with a ten thousand dollar app voucher. Imagine how many apps you can buy with ten thousand uh, dollars.
0: well, I mean, you know, it's going to be huge. It, you're going to have at least four thousand because you buy some expensive ones, but most of them are a dollar or two dollars. You'd
2: be able to afford the Formula One app with a ten thousand dollar app voucher. Oh, I would. I would buy it.
0: You know, a thousand times.
2: I hope you shout do. it for some of your friends as well, would you? Or?
0: Well, that'd be, that would be. You know what? That's a real problem for the poor bugger that wins because you can't really, can you? Because the um, the voucher will be applied to your account, and your account yeah. can only be used on a certain number of devices. So let's but can't not. Can't you gift? You can't you gift apps like that as well? It'll come out of your account. That is a bloody good question. That's an excellent idea. Well,
2: I think that you can gift apps right well, now. In I'm, fact, I wrote a guide on Tech Guide on how to do it. Uh, I yesterday.
0: am going to try and win the, win the money and, uh, and, and test and it I'm out. Gonna, well, and I, I just, will. If I win, I will gift apps to our listeners.
2: Excellent. But can I just point out one little thing that they celebrated the 10 billionth app download mm. just over a year ago. <laughs> so, if, you're, if you if you're good at your maths here, you'll see that. That means that in only th- roughly 13 months, 15 billion apps have been downloaded, which is extraordinary. Now you got to remember the, the app stores opened up on the Mac now. Now it's not like the iPads, iPhone, iPod Touch. So that's a huge number in 13 months, 15 billion.
0: I'm just trying to do the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got to be thr, through thr- Geez, that's a lot of apps. That's like 37 million a that's day. more than a billion a month thirty seven million thirty eight million a day she whiz anyway, good luck to them <laughs> and and please, if you do win the um, massive prize and you are the twenty five billionth downloader, get in touch we'd love to hear from you and i'd love to have some gifted apps because if I win, I would definitely give it to you, the listener, some of them, obviously a couple of apps, not many um, i'd probably find some free apps and gift them just as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Who, you, you wouldn't do the same thing, Stephen.
2: Absolutely, I'd be. I'm a generous man, even without a ten thousand dollar app voucher. But with a ten thousand dollar app voucher, I would be even more generous.
0: If we had a one before today, we would have we would have gifted vouchers as a part of our anniversary special. But that's Absolutely. okay; life goes on. Um, we'll try and win in the next few weeks. Two blokes talking tech.
1: Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick
0: now i 'm sure you've heard of
2: reversing cameras in cars now they when you put your car into reverse, you can actually see what's behind you it's a great safety feature now so that you make sure there's nothing in your path keep your kids safe in your driveway. It's also handy for uh, getting into tight parking spaces. But what do you do if your car doesn't have a reversing camera? Now, all the late model cars, a lot of them include a reversing camera. But uh, Strike Australia have just released uh, their Bullet and Butterfly reversing cameras, as well as their clear LCD monitor, which makes it very easy and affordable to install a reversing camera in in your existing vehicle so if you've got an older car and you want to include this type of technology just for your safety make your life a little bit easier then you can with strike australia
0: so does it do you know much about the 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 way it works does it use wireless or is there wires running through the car how how is the connection between the camera and the and the and the screen because that to me would be the the barrier to self-installation normally
2: no, well, each camera comes with all the cables and mounts that are required for installation. So, unless you're a whiz, you probably need to pay a little bit extra to get this installed yeah, at, right. at your your local in your local area. There are two cameras. There's one called the Bullet, which can be installed flush on your bumper bar, so it, yep. it sits level with the bumper bar. There's also one called the Butterfly, which can be mounted without any screws or any modifications to the rear of the car. It clips in underneath the number plate area there or into, into your bumper bar, and the 7 inch monitor then can be mounted on your dashboard but it does come with all the cables necessary for these two to be the cable the camera and the monitor to be connected uh so yeah small ins- installation fee each camera costs $89 the LCD monitor is $179 for i think under 300 bucks you can have a reversing camera
0: installed in your car that's not bad because I've got it. So, I bought, we bought two new cars a year or so ago. One of them was a Holden Commodore wagon, which has got the camera built into it. And we live on a sloped driveway too. So, it is something we think about all the time. And then the other one's just a little Mazda. And you know what? Even in that car, I'd love to have the camera. So, for 300 bucks, that's a very compelling opportunity. So, um, that's I, taking
2: installation into account as well. So, yeah, uh, which, is,
0: which is what you need because let's, let's not kid ourselves. You know, a lot, a lot of people won't bother trying to do it all themselves. Um, but yep. it looks really simple. And, you know, the bullet, is it, it's like those reversing sensors on the bumpers of cars. They're, they're flush there with with the car. so That's right. Very yeah, nice.
2: Peace of mind. I think small price to pay, especially if you've got young kids. Uh, you know, you, you never, ever, ever want to face that in in your life. No. Strike. It's in the from, driveway. Yes. So, uh, yeah, small price to pay.
0: Strike. And you can read more about it at techguide.com.au.
1: Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen
0: Fennig. Thank you for listening, thank you for downloading That is one year's worth of Two Blokes Talking Tech In the Can, episode 52 Thank you mate uh, Thank for, you Joe. it's uh, been
2: uh, Here's to another year of excellent podcasts with you
0: Cheers to you and cheers to all the great listeners We appreciate everyone's downloads and thoughts and emails um, And to the good people at uh, Trend Micro and Netgear for their support We look forward to their company as well And we'll see you next week and talk to you next week Two Blokes Talking Tech <laughs>